Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 214th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by AP.net and those sexy, sexy, sexy legends over at Audio-Technica. More on those guys and gals later. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And the X-Wing to my A-Wing pilot, we can be talking about that game in a little bit more detail later. But it's my podcast, Ride or Die. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. Miss Ellie Hart, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a week. It's been a very long week, a very tumultuous week yeah, for many reasons. Uh, put yeah. in, in in the work IRL life, I reckon I probably did about a 60-hour work week this week, just on a big, big sort of tender that was, was going on. So I've been burning a lot of that midnight oil uh, outside yeah. of that. Uh, sadly, no midnight oil-related dances uh, during that burning of said oil, but uh, I'll try bit of Garrett maybe over the weekend. Give it, a, give it a bit of a crack. God, but uh, bit of that. Um, caught up and had uh, a meter worth of pizza last night, which was fantastic. Uh, shout out to the park for doing giant pizzas. Uh, but I've also been in mourning because um, my Xbox Series X uh, pre-order. Oh. Oh. has uh, not been guaranteed for day one. Instead, it's been guaranteed before Christmas. So, uh, JB Hi-Fi, stick that up, you yellow and black logoed ass. Uh, I'm not having that. I am dodgy, coming man. for you. They yeah, are so, dodgy. So, for anyone in the uh, the AU market, no doubt, you've probably been seeing the, the socials with JB copping many a backlash due to them reneging and, and sort of not not honoring gift cards for one and they've pivoted mm. back on that due to some some backlash <laughs> but also uh the pre-order texts were going out and apparently my pre-order that i placed at uh 809 a.m uh nine minutes after release did not guarantee me an xbox on day one uh so i've got it somewhere between november 10 and december 25 but i'm not having that I'm not having that. I've planned <laughs> planned my strategy. Yeah. I've I've taken that whole work week of work off, mind you. So I'm off that whole week. So now <laughs> I've got two days to kill in between an Xbox and a PlayStation Five, allegedly making it to me on release day. That's another mm-hmm. story. But um, <clears throat> I'm gonna get up early on November the 10th, and at my local sort of shopping mall, there's a JB, there's a Target, there's an EB Games, and there's a Big W. Yeah. So I'm going straight to EB first. Have you got any consoles? Has there been any cancellations? Nut. No. Then I'm going straight over the road to JB, asking the same thing. Nut. No. Target, Big W, Nut, Nut. And if that's those four uh, sort of strikeouts, then I'm going 20 minutes up the road and I'm going to roll the dice on uh, Costco. I'm going to see if they've got some because they mm-hmm. do sell video mm-hmm. game stuff that don't take pre-orders. That could be my saving grace. And uh, if that's... <laughs> How it plays out, I'm going to then also celebrate by buying an 18-inch pepperoni pizza and taking a pepperoni home and an Xbox and eating pizza and playing Xbox in the early hours of Tuesday morning. So that's that's my plan. That does sound like the perfect day, to be honest. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. now you've told everyone your plan so they can execute it. Yeah, I I need to... So I'm, I'm... 
I've moved out of Brisbane, so this is Sydney-based. So any any Sydney-based people, go go mm. do your Costco's and your shops there. Yeah. Definitely not in Queensland. Definitely not in the Brisbane area. No, There's nothing up not here there. for you. No. Yeah. 100%. I think I think I've thrown them off off the scent. So yeah, yeah it was um it was tough because uh we'll we'll chat and I was chatting with NATO and he got the text message first, the JB one. Yeah. And then so immediately my heart sunk because I'm like, oh shit, I've pre-ordered through JB too. And I didn't get the message for a while, check my emails, nothing. So I'm like, huzzah, I'm home free. And then about 45 minutes later, that text message just rolled its way in and uh, yeah, broke my heart into a million pieces. What's this that I heard about JB Hi-Fi also making it mandatory for people to pay for their pre-order like completely within like what, five days was it? Five days, had? yeah. Five now days. that's bullshit. That's that's some real bullshit. I understand why they're doing it, but to me, to me, like it's a whole mess anyway. And it seems like they haven't handled it well, and they've been doing a lot of dodgy stuff. But to say, okay, fifty dollars for a pre-order, and then saying like, okay, you have to pay for the whole thing in five days, or else I think you you didn't lose your pre-order. You just went to the end of the queue, essentially. Yeah, where I'm hanging out. So you might see me back there. So. uh yeah, I, it sucks. Yeah, it it's bad really business. Sucking. Like, I know business ultimately they're there to make money, so they want to maximize and guarantee as much day one profit as they can. But yeah, five day turnaround, and this is after like three weeks of radio silence from when you pre-ordered initially. Mm-hmm. Then you got the text, and it's like, "Yo, Sony Jim, you got five days to pay the remaining six hundred and fifty dollars for your console, or yeah, back of the line, bub." So. uh yeah, it's uh, it's been very tumultuous the whole pre-order situation with these consoles. Not only here, like you you encountered yeah. a lot of a lot of gripes and, and headaches uh, abroad as well. It's just it's <laughs> the way we live in. <laughs> we fingers no crossed. Idea. Fingers yeah. crossed. You hear good news soon. Hopefully, but you know, like I'm I'm glad. Like I honestly. I don't know, like, I just thought, like, yeah, one pre-order's fine, but I'm glad that um my partner decided to go a bit trigger-happy and just get pre-orders wherever he could find them. So. I do re- do respect his uh, machine gun approach to, to technology mm. where he's mm. like, you know what, I'm going to plant a couple of seeds, something's yeah, going something's exactly to sprout in time and we're going to yeah. get it. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little bit too like positive in the sense of like, like yeah, if we don't get one, we don't get one. But then I didn't really think, what if we don't get both? <laughs> Yeah, mm. or what if you get them all? <laughs> well, I guess you just sell them. I guess I could sell them, yeah. You're not going to go backwards, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's been my week. It's been been intense. Outside of that, I've been mopping the floor an awful lot. Not not an exciting uh, pastime, that's for sure. But why the tail? <laughs> yeah, I've got like. A, what do you mean a lot? Like daily? Just about, just about. Is like, it the pups? Um, it's the pups, yeah. I, I love them, but my goodness gracious, it's uh, because my whole house outside of the bathrooms is giant white polished tiles. Mm-hmm. So every speck of dirt, every dog hair, every anything that's not polished white stands out like dog balls. Funnily enough, we don't have any dog balls in the house anymore. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Like I'll mop the floor. Like yesterday, I mopped the whole floor. Bought a new mop. Bought this fancy old like it's old school Valida like hand mop but it's got this yeah. crazy ringer and you know push the pedal and it's like and drains all the water out like it felt pretty cool doing this as you, as you could with mopping I guess but um mopped the whole house was looking great 
I, I filled up the doggo's water, moved it out of the like the main traffic zone, like put mm. it out of the way near the door because I was usually sort of coming in and it was right near the dog door. Uh, so I moved that out of the way, mopped the whole joint, literally put the mop away and came back and somehow there was two sets of dog paw prints from the dog water bowl all the way down behind the couch, around the couch, into the lounge room, through the kitchen. It's like they just went, let's see how quickly we can undo all this hard work. It was like 30 seconds. Not even. And I just looked at him and, and it was funny because I looked at both of them like, you guys fucking kidding me? And then they, they both knew straight away. And that's all I said to them. They ran straight out the back. Like, wasn't angry, wasn't an aggressive tone. I just looked at him like, you guys fucking kidding me? And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, let's go. And then they pissed off. So I mopped I it again. There's a level of acceptance that you have to reach when it comes to like owning dogs or pets in general that you're just like, my house is never going to be spotless. My yeah. house is never going to be spotless. It's like having, like, I guess, any animal with like light-colored fur and being a metalhead. It's just like, I am mm. never going to have clean black clothes. There will always be fur on my clothes, and yeah. it will be very visible. So, so. It's, that's that's something I'm coming to terms with. And like this new couch I bought, like it's a gray tinge, like my previous, but it's not like a textured gray. No, stop peeing. Luckily, I've, I think I've cracked that code finally. I've sort of, oh. I bought a. One of them, like, um, upholstery foam, you know, sort of the foam that soaks in and sort of dries itself. You don't really have to clean it. Oh, okay, yeah. So I bought one of them and I've started doing that pretty regularly. No peeing on the couch anymore. Awesome. Hmm. But um, same with the floor. This couch, just any any speck of dirt shows up like it's the bat signal. And so the, <laughs> the dirt that's also on the floor makes its way to the couch pretty well. And these doggos just... Yeah, they're, they're testing me. They're test. I love them to death, but my goodness, this week I was just just in this mopping, cleaning loop for so, five days straight. Unfortunately, with the couch, you're going to have to train them. You're going to have to buy them a blanket, and that's their spot. They're not allowed anywhere else on the couch. That blanket is their spot. Yeah. So that will that should reduce it massively. Yeah, Winnie's Winnie sort of gravitated towards the the chase part where I bought mm -hmm. like a throw, like a, a fur throw that sits there. Mm -hmm. So he lies on that, which is okay. But Bentley's just like, he's got this thing where he'll grab any toy or any treat and just like parade around like he's the conductor of a, of like a, a marching band. And he's just like, what's going on? He's running across the couch and he's running around there. And then he like runs along like the, the headrest part of the couch and he, mm -hmm. he props it up and he sort of sits behind that. And then he jumps on my shoulders and like puts it right beside my ear and my head. And he's like, look, dad, look at this. Da, da, da. And then he'll run into his brother. And so there's this paw prints all the way over the couch all the time. Cause he just, yeah, he just likes to show off and, and, see how see how good a boy he is and show off that to everybody but don't want to sound like caesar but you're gonna have to set some boundaries i know you're gonna have to be the pack leader i know they like i am to a degree but i i think because i've just been pretty chill with the couch they don't really know too much difference so mm -hmm. i need to start cracking down but uh yeah that's uh that's You've got no that's more nuts the, to take so yeah they're, they're out of nuts uh maybe it's teeth next who knows but um Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's my dog mop story. But outside of that, all I've been playing is Star Wars Squadrons. I've noticed. I've I, noticed. <laughs> I am all about this game. My goodness, I like. I thought I'd enjoy it when we bought it, mm. but um, or when we got copy source. So shout out to EA for that. So appreciate you coming coming to the party and throwing us some gear our way. I did buy a copy myself though on Steam afterwards because uh, I've moved to PC. I was playing on Xbox to start with. Mm -hmm. but the star wars squadrons bug has uh has bit me um mm -hmm. i've played probably 
I reckon minimum 10 hours, maybe to 15 hours this week of, of squadrons in between work. I believe and, um, that. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling it, and uh, don't want don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, since I moved over to the PC, I am really good at this game. I am really good at this game. Are you using mouse and keyboard, or are you still? I'm using, using controller still, yeah. so I'm on the Xbox Elite controller. But I am slapping ass on this game uh, more often than not. So uh, feeling really good. Uh, really simple. Like for anyone that doesn't know, it's just a space combat game set in the Star Wars universe. It's set after Return of the Jedi, uh, and there's a there's a single player mode which I've barely touched. I've just done the prologue to be able to play the multiplayer. Same. But you, you take turns uh, between the New Republic and the Galactic Empire, you know the good and the bad, and, and seeing how all that plays out. But the online multiplayer is where it really shines. Uh-huh. You've got dogfight, which is just a five v five straight up. You kill them, they kill you first to thirty, and then there's a a fleet battles mode where you've got to destroy each other's respective capital ships, but also you can dogfight in there as well, which is cool. But man, I am I'm all about this life. Uh, been been playing with everyone and and anyone this week. Like you and mm-hmm. I rolled out for a bit on debut. Uh, played with Benny for a bit. Played with Tilby for a bit. Saw Nasi got Nasi on there with us for a bit. NATO's been playing with us. Made some random friends. So uh, shout out to to Pat the Cat. Uh, and, and his boys, Wookie and Cove, been rolling out with them. Like I'm just, just all about. It. I'm like, who, who wants to join my squadron? Let's go, let's go shoot people in space. Like, let's, uh, let's go. My, my favorite thing so far is I can't remember which one of your characters it is, but your Bogan Aussie character is my favorite thing playing this game. Like, I do enjoy that. Like. You know, there's a lot of shit talking between your characters, like, you know, just like little little snippets of dialogue. Like there was a lot of times when we were playing and my character was just saying some really cocky shit. And I'm just like, bitch, you need to shut up. We are not doing well. Like you need to tone it down because we are not that good. But then there'd be times where I'd hear your character be like, oh, saved ya. Or like, like it was like, like it's really bogan Aussie accent and it's just so like left field you're not expecting it in a Star Wars universe and it just makes me crack up laughing every time I hear your character talk so so she made her way to my PC version as well so she's (laughs) glad (laughs) she's she's part of the Galactic Empire so she's on on the bad side if you want to you know separate it in that way so yeah she's a she's a blonde blonde haired female from Australia bogan (laughs) as hell but the accent is phenomenal so uh yeah she's in there um, I, I like the customization options in the game. Like you've got some, you don't have a huge amount of options for most things, but you can customize obviously the the head, the face, the body type, your your pilot costume, uh, your voice. So you, you've got like, yeah, like cocky, you've got uh, rookie, you've got uh, like captain and a few others. And with yeah. that, the tone and, and their general expressions change. You can do some like emotes and stuff in the lobby where you can see all your pilots. That, you, that took me to too long with. to figure out, by the way. You were sitting there waving, telling me yes and no. I'm like, what are you, how are you doing this? <laughs> Old lady. Oh, Old lady. Buttons? You hold in, uh, hold in Y on the controller if you're playing that way, but on the keyboard mm. mouse, go fish. I have no idea. No idea. And then yeah. uh, you've got your ships. Uh, you've got four Starfighter classes. So you've got your, your all-rounder, which is your, your TIE fighter or your X-wing. And then um, it changes from there got your interceptor class your bomber class and then your support class and then with that you can customize not only your, your ship's loadout so 
what kind of primary weapons you've got missiles uh you uh you can have like a little repair bot on there so if you're taking mm -hmm. damage you can repair on the fly how how you how you, your spacecraft flies so you, your engine if you've got more maneuverability more acceleration so on and so forth then like you can have cloaking abilities and stuff you can change the the skin of of your your craft you can put some insignia on there and then the cool stuff i really like is in the cockpit where you can put like um random little like bobbleheads like on mm -hmm. on the um on on the empire side you can you can have like a like a, a droid head in the corner holograms yeah. um just random little knickknacks in in your dashboard there which i think is really cool and it allows you to just customize your ship as you like mm -hmm. um the glory points is a bit rough because that's that's the currency in the game to to buy all the the aesthetics yeah and it's really hard to get them points so you you, you might it might take you five levels or even higher to get say twelve hundred points just to get the epic uh you know Ewok bobblehead in in your ship and then all yeah. your points are gone then you're playing it stack more games just to buy another little something else but because yeah. it keeps you coming back for more doesn't it in that regard so yeah. I understand yeah waiting for that pay to pay to buy like um aesthetic that they were, I, i'm expecting it like i didn't see if it was available or if it was an option but i'm kind of expecting it because there was just too many things that you could purchase and like customize for the lack of like payout of the glory points like there are challenges that you can complete to get more glory points but yeah i kind of felt like the like how many games played based on um how many glory points earned just didn't feel even enough it didn't feel like the payout was as rewarding or as it should have been personally i was just saving for a paint job and i barely <laughs> got there <laughs> it's it's because it's kind of it contrasts in a way doesn't it like your glory points they're few and far between but like your your skill customization points for your weapons and mm. your engines and stuff you get millions well not millions but you get more than enough of those chucked to you every time you level up so I've I've got so many of them in the bank now because I've sort of settled on the the spaceship I like to roll and the loadout that I like. So I'm not using them anymore. So they're just banking. Yeah. But I'm getting bugger or glory points. So maybe they could look at balancing that a little bit more. Possibly. Yeah. Like I definitely mm. don't feel like there's a payout coming. But like I think you do you earn points when you do the story as well? I'm trying to think. Yeah, you, you can unlock um certain skins and stuff by playing the story. So that could be right. pilot suits or um yeah color color sort of paint jobs for your ships and stuff like that so there is some stuff that heavily incentivizes you to play through the campaign so i'll do that eventually but the multiplayer <laughs> is where it's at exactly like done the like you know required steps of story and then as soon as we jumped into multiplayer it's just been purely just multiplayer because that that is like a lot of fun i feel like the rounds go for a good amount of time and then um like the the ending of rounds and then going into the next game is relatively paced pretty well but i've got to say like i did run into issues with the game um in the sense of like trying to share it like you would usually expect to have maybe multiple profiles or at least save files but it seems like they don't offer that option um, they do make it so you can access previous stories, like little chapters of the story, but mm -hmm. unfortunately you don't get the video sequence. It will just get you right into the mission. So say like, like I'm trying to do here where both me and my partner are playing the game. If he plays like chapters in the story and then I go to click on to play them and experience them myself, I don't get the video. I don't get the movie. You just get so the mission. I just That's get the it. mission. So uh. I gotta, gotta connect the dots. Um, but, like, apart from that, like, 
it, the game's been great. I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I did experience um, some level of motion sickness. Yes, I'm aware I'm an old lady. Um, I'm trying to figure out why I experienced <laughs> I, I actually had a lot of people reply to my tweet um, saying that they, they're usually susceptible to motion sickness, but they didn't get it with this game. Um, I did get, like, I felt like I got kind of accustomed to it. Poor Brennan had to hear about me getting, like, how sweaty I was with, like, not as in how, like, keen in gaming I was, like, legit sweaty because I was getting, like, mild motion sickness. Um, but I, it could be maybe the screen that I'm using. It could be maybe, like, the depth of field. Like, maybe it's a, a bit off. Maybe I need to change that. So, but, like... In the end, I still had fun. I did get a bit spinny, but I will return to play the game. So it's a beautiful game. It's absolutely stunning. It so. is gorgeous. Some of the some of the uh, combat areas where you're doing these battles are phenomenal. Like we were talking when we were playing and just getting lost in just the the aesthetic and just the area mm. around you, and then you end up getting blown to hell. But like it's really pretty. And on the motion sickness front, like I started on the Xbox, so I was sitting a good distance away from the telly on the couch but since moving over the pc like i'm sitting let's say half a meter from the screen yeah i did uh for the first couple of matches did feel a little bit of light queasiness at first because it was a bit okay. i guess a bit of an adjustment because i'm on a yeah. big curved monitor right in my eyeballs but i'm fine <laughs> with it now yeah but um i find myself and i don't know if you do the same with these games when you're barrel rolling and stuff i find myself sort of turning my head a little bit occasionally yeah. just to sort of balance myself yeah. out yeah but, like, I try not to barrel roll because that's what gets me, like, going, like, straight head first into, like, Pilot debris. error. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And I love that. Just your name comes up, pilot error. Yep. I'm the dumbass that ran into a rock. That was me. Yeah. But Thanks, it's guys. so good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing this right up until I think the next sort of major game releases. I, I mm. feel this has really, really sunk its hooks into me. Uh, reviewing really well. Like, it's 81 on Metacritic. Uh, everyone that's played it so far that that's from our circle have really enjoyed it. Yeah. What um, do you think about value for money? Fifty bucks. I think that's great. Like yeah. fifty. Like I like that it wasn't a full price AAA sort of tiered price point. So fifty dollars Australian, even less obviously abroad and things like that. I think that's really respectable for what you can get out of it. Mm. And the, the biggest thing from the, with this game too is that it's crossplay. So when we were yeah. playing the other day, I was on Xbox. You're on PC. Uh, you know, Jono's on PlayStation 4, so we can all be playing together and all be in the same lobby. Obviously, chat's a different thing. We'd need to jump on Discord or something all together to, to have our comms or just game chat. You can do that. But uh, the fact that you can play with friends on every platform is phenomenal. Yeah, and, like, we did not run into any issues whatsoever. No, like, stuttering, no lag, no dropouts, nothing. Like... It was an absolute fluid experience when it came to like crossplay. So like, I it makes me have faith in the experience being able to move on to other games, and it kind of also makes me a little mad. It's like, why isn't this everywhere? Like, why can't we all get on board with this bullshit? But yeah, yeah, like we, first week of of launch of this game, like the server seemed pretty stable. Yeah, didn't get any DCs, uh, no. no dropouts bringing people in from these other platforms is really easy you hit your social button or your social key on your keyboard and you just okay is it a steam friend okay send them an inviter are they on ea nope send them an inviter is it on xbox nope playstation whatever it is and you just go through go through the, the tiers and just send your invites from there it was really really seamless yeah no issues whatsoever like you said the only one that you would probably run into is if you did have like you know people from pc xbox and playstation and just requiring a chat 
Yeah. But that's that's about it. Hell yeah. But no, I'm, I'm going to be playing more of this over the weekend. I can't wait to uh to get out and about. So um yeah, we'll get a few more squad mates. Five five Ooh. person squads. I hope they do open up maybe like a bigger map with like big teams. Cuz yeah. five's good, but uh, but then it's, I guess it's tough then too because there's times where if your team's getting punished and you're the the first one to spawn in and you're going back into the fight, mm-hmm. it's easy for the enemy to see, oh, there's, there's just one lone lone shuttle there. Let's take him down. Yeah. And you, you can really pile on. Like we we played a game of dogfight the other day and it was the last game I've played um, you know, at time of recording. We won 30 to 3. 30 to 3. So, like, like, it's just. Match, <laughs> you get that like momentum going. 30. Yeah, we did get slapped in the first couple of matches. But yeah, yeah once once you get that momentum going, uh, it can be really hard to stop. Did we feel find out if it was like skill based matchmaking or level based matchmaking? Or. I, th- I think, like, um, with the uh, dogfight, I don't think ranks you, but with fleet battles, it ranks you. So, you play yeah. a couple of games, and then it shows how good or bad you are and then it'll hopefully tier you with with similar leveled players uh, or similar ability leveled players but dogfight i think it's might might be just best ping you know best connection uh versa we we played back to back to back in dogfight the other day there was two guys on this team we were playing and they were just god tier like they were (laughs) so good like so good uh the first game they slapped us like running around with like um joysticks and whatnot getting the whole peripheral yeah, and yeah. they had like the 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 epic skin already, like the the rusted like skins on all the all on all their ships and things like that. Like it's it's really cool. But I I like the interceptor class. That's where I've sort of uh, nestled. So it's more it's the more agile, does some good damage, but it doesn't have a huge amount of shield. So you mm. can sort of nip in and out, like have a little burst, get out get out of there, go back in. So that's the tie interceptor and the A wing. That's that's where I've settled on. Yeah. I'm exactly the same. Like I was genuinely surprised that I, as soon as I like picked up the A wing, I was like, you know what? I feel way more comfortable in this, and I can't explain why. I can't explain why the gameplay in that particular um, uh, fighter feels better, but it does. Like I think it has the right amount of both speed and you know, like you know, attackability. So I just hate the bombers. I fucking hate bombers. I hate yeah. bombers. The ones that drop off those little mines that just sit there and apparently get you somehow. Yeah, you get in the vicinity and they just hunt you down those mines. I've been cooked Mm. by them a few times. But uh, I tried to do an all like all offensive build the other day. So for the one of the the sort of um, secondary buttons where you can have your repair uh, bot, I'd turn that off, put more missiles on. Are you kidding? I need that repair. (laughs) Not recommended. Yeah, like that repair (laughs) bot is your saving grace. So keep that. (laughs) But yeah, really good. Really good. Really Really enjoying it. Shout out to Motive Studios and, and obviously EA for, for publishing this one. It's really great. Like, came out super quick. Like, I remember when we were reading the upcoming release the other day, I'm like, holy shit, it's out this it's week. Wanted, what the hell? Yeah. Like, yeah, but 50 bucks. And um, there's some hacks as well where I don't know if okay. it's still running, but you can download uh, through the Epic Store, you can download Rocket League and get like a $15 credit. And then you can use that $15 credit to get um, squadrons for. $35 Australian. I don't know if it's still running, but that's what Nasi wow. did. So there's a couple oh, little hacks like out there. Yeah. Yeah. He's always on that hustle. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, I can't recommend enough. I'm loving this game. And mm. if anyone wants to roll out, hit me up because I'll be, 
I'll be playing most nights this week, you, I think. I I'm, wake up, like, I was, like, waking up in the morning, getting coffee ready, and then I'd look into the Discord to see what's going down, and there I see you and your crew in the, like, voice <laughs> chat, and I was like, you know, fuckers, are you staying up? Like, what's going on here? The voice chat makes it even better, though, because, yeah. like, you start trying to, like, call out, okay, enemy here or need this, and, and we had, um... Like Pat that's been playing with, he was playing support a lot of the time. So he'd be mm. trying to get in there and send us resupplies and shields and stuff. But just like in the Star Wars movies, like when you're getting blown up, it's like, oh my God, ties up. <laughs> like that every time. <laughs> and you just piss your pants with laughter playing this game. So uh, yeah. yeah, more squadrons this week. Anyone that's on there, hit me up because there's a chance I'll be playing every day. So uh, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. But you've been playing something else as well. Yeah, you know that game that I said that I would totally never play because I have absolutely no interest in it? Um, something called Mario, Super Mario 35 and Mario oh, yes, Battle Royale. Yes, I remember that discussion, yes. Yeah, I, we all remember how like salty I was and saying, but bullshit. It is bullshit, by the way. I'm, I say this because I'm terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm really really bad at mario and i like i kind of knew that i was bad at mario but i didn't realize i was this bad at mario granted granted so like when people said that it was like um tetris 99 it's exactly it's yeah to a t like you load up a game a bunch of other players load in everyone's playing the map and so you know you're doing normal like you know mario activities of like breaking blocks getting coins killing the enemy and everything you want to do you want to build up your time so you want to keep on building up your time and then going through stage and going through stage but in that time everyone else is playing and when they kill certain enemies they can send those enemies to you and it doesn't matter what they are where they are they'll just drop that enemy so like a lot of people will be at a bowser stage and you won't be anywhere near it but you'll just all of a sudden have a bowser to deal with jesus Um, christ yeah, it's like Gambit. It's, it's so hectic. <laughs> Banking their moats. <laughs> Bank the moats. Um, but it's hectic. It's really, really hectic. And it doesn't help that I'm so shit at Mario. So I think I never played, like, I, I played it for quite a long time. Um, the other night especially. But I wasn't playing to win. I was just playing to prove to myself that I could get a little bit better at it. And I did a little. <laughs> That's a positive. Yeah, I I hope this can like translate to maybe just me being a little bit better at like Super Mario games. Like, but I I don't think I ever broke like top ten like ever. Like I saw a lot of people posting their wins on my Twitter feed, and I was like, oh, let me see. Not even close to top ten. <laughs> Not, Not today. even close. No, I'm surprised how many levels have gone up. Actually, that goes to show I've already gone up to like level twenty something. Oh, no wins, no, no wins, no top tens. Just so that goes to show. I'm, it is literally just like I've got a rows and rows of participation medals. That's all I've got, and it's built me up to level twenty one. <laughs> I, I get the game. I understand the game, but I'm just not good at the game. So, so EA, if, EA squadrons could learn from that progression system. They need to. They need to, they need to talk. trophies. Yeah, <laughs> give me my glory. Um. But for anyone else that, like, is a Mario fan, um, Super Mario fan, I think, yeah, try it out. Give it a go because I could see it being enjoyable for someone that actually is good at it. <laughs> okay. Is it – like, there's a cost attached, right? It's not a free-to-play. It's free-to-play. Oh, it is free-to-play. Okay. 
hope well, it's free to play or else incentive. I just purchased it without knowing. But I'm pretty certain <laughs> it's free to play. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have given it a go if it wasn't free to play. So um this is the limited one, I'm pretty certain though. So this is the one that I to think March thirty first, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna get rid of. So it is free to play. You don't lose out on it. Um all you lose is like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> faith in yourself and your own ability time and dignity yeah <laughs> depending who you are so yeah. i get it i like the concept seemed a bit weird to me but now that i've seen that it is exactly like tetris 99 i'm like okay i get it now it's not a battle royale in that in the traditional sense of battle mm-hmm. royales it's yeah it's more just like screwing other people over while you're just playing your game so can you can you party up like can we join a lobby together or is it just I solo queue only? I, I, it didn't appear like i could like team up and like i i don't know if you can actually do that with tetris either i think you just kind of just jump into random games and they just load you in okay but to be honest you're so focused on your your own shit and just getting things done that even if you had a party play it wouldn't really matter unless you really want to screw over your friends depends on who it is yeah what time of the day it is how much coffee you've had yeah well, that's that's cool that it's free to play. Time, as as we said, time to the end of March, uh, coinciding with a few other games. Time till around that time period as well. But maybe I'll give it a go in the next few weeks. But probably not because I'm just uh, just out in space. I ain't got time for uh, Super Mario Thirty Five. I'm shooting down tires and shooting down X wings. That's 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 my life these days. Yeah, it's a good life. Fire pilot. I might actually play some games. Like I'll put on the put on the helmet back here and play with. I've been seeing that helmet. You've actually got you know also like Stormtrooper helmet and you got Darth Vader there as well. I'm like one day I was like expecting you to be like just sitting there with your helmet on, just like all geared up, ready to go. I may have um, we had had to do like our our monthly sales meeting the other day and uh, like one of the like XCOM is the sort of upper management team that, that run this business like they're sort of the oceanic managers and they were uh-huh. talking like the day before they were like you know you need to be more positive you need to like because some of the other reports that they did that week from the other states were a little bit lackluster so uh, they were like yeah we want it we want to see some some more energy in, in yours so I actually started the, the voice call with with that helmet on <laughs> they saw oh, the video call sorry with that helmet on so they uh had a bit of a crackle did you do at, the zoom, uh, seven like, in the morning in cockpit yeah, I was in, no, I didn't do the background, so I, I didn't Shame. have time to set that up. But yeah, I was in the Zoom call wearing my uh, my X wing helmet, and uh, yeah, we 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 delivered it. We nailed it. Nice. Yeah, but uh, outside of that, watched um season finale of Boys last night. So the Everyone's eighth episode of season two dropped. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Like, holy guacamole! <laughs> that season was just perfect. That finale, perfect. Love some of the changes and, and things they're mixing up from from the, the graphic novels. Uh, yeah, anyone that's not on it yet, please do. Please get on this. It is so good, such good television. Amazon yeah. Prime, get on it. Oh, I'll get on that whenever I do. Yeah, <laughs> when by the time season six rolls around, you'll be uh, you'll be yeah. cracking the seal finally. I- I um I got to admit we started watching House of Lies and it's really good. So. <laughs> That's so old, that show. (laughs) I'm like, I'm spending this time discovering shows that have existed for years and I'm like only just discovering them now and being like, oh, this is a good show. I I will admit in the background during work and everything this week, I've had Schitt's Creek playing and I haven't watched any of that until just now. So I've I've binged like four seasons in the background um, over the past week and a half 
It's great too. It's a great. It's other won bang some awards and people talk very highly of it. So I might yeah, really, put that really good comedy. Pile. Really good comedy. So um, yeah, check that out too. But uh, when you're done checking that out. Head on over to uh, 8bit.net, 8bitnation.net, uh, shop8bit.net if you want to get some sweet threads and uh, other merchandise paraphernalia. And uh, once you're done checking out our store, obviously audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au to get the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, you know, you want in you want Bluetooth noise cancelling. It is all there. Japanese made, uh, you know, best quality in the market. Fantastic price point. We love the gear. Can't talk highly enough of it. And obviously, uh, there still may be some of the limited edition 8-bit purple M50Xs available. I know that uh, recently they went into sort of a back order state because, oh. uh, yeah, they are selling out too much. But, uh, yeah, uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for, for more drops on there. Uh, something else you wanted to keep your eyes and ears peeled for, October the 23rd. That is a Friday. That is the next 8-bit community game night, which is going to be broadcast over on Twitch.tv forward slash we are 8-bit so check that out come play some games have some laughs maybe win some stuff we'll give away a heap of 8-bit swag and uh audio technic swag while we're there and lastly in the housekeeping episode 10 of the hungry game show drops this coming week over on patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit and it sees uh my co-host from hoop dreams matt tilby uh tackle his beloved nintendo 64 classic super mario 64 so let's see how he fares going way back to 1996 when he was probably 10 days old at the time uh, when this game released. Uh, just born. But, uh, yeah, just born. Straight out just of the born. womb. Straight onto just that weird controller. 64 controller, yeah. Why not? Yeah, but you know what? He uh, he had a good life because his parents worked hard and he had foxtails. So, uh, and he could watch see. the wrestling. And he watched the wrestling, yep. Uh, <laughs> and he knows many a wrestling intro. Uh, very talented God, in that yes. regard. <laughs> But yeah, check that out. And also the uh, the latest episode of the 8-Bit Cast will be dropping on the RSS feed for everybody this week as well, which uh, weaves nicely into that wrestling discussion where we're talking some uh, some 90s wrestling nostalgia. So uh, check that out over at uh, the 8-Bit Cast on all those RSS feeds. Hunt that down when you can, chuck it in your ears and uh, enjoy. But let's get into this. This week's news headlines. And the first little banger. The new roster additions coming to Mortal Kombat 11 in Battle Pass 2 have been announced, and they are dun, 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 John Rambo, voiced by Sylvester Stallone, uh, fan favorite Melina, and Half God Rain. So they're the next three combatants making their way to Outworld to uh, do all kinds of shenanigans. I don't think we really need to deep dive on on the intricacies of all these characters. The the biggest eyebrow WTF is Rambo, obviously making his way to the game. What do you, what do you is... think about these three, I guess? <laughs> like I've mentioned this before where I'm not very keen on the novelty characters that they add into the Mortal Kombat um, character uh, list because I, I don't get it. I like it. It gets a bit weird after a while. Where I think for me, it separates itself from being Mortal Kombat at that stage. Like it just feels like a fighter game, like a weird kind of fighter game. It's no longer Mortal Kombat. Um, Rambo, I don't get it. Is there a Rambo movie coming out, or they're just running out of characters from action films? I think, in all honesty, Rambo might have killed just about everybody on Earth now. Like that last was it Rambo. Um, or was it just called Rambo, the most recent one, where he kills everybody? He's... No, actually... No, there's a new one that came out. The new one that came out was where, like, his stepdaughter got kidnapped by the cartel yeah. or something. Like but the one before that where he went to... 
I don't know if it was in the Philippines. It was it was somewhere in Asia, and he fucked. mowed down. That one was He's shooting kids. Up. Yep. Yep. That one was. I think I saw that one in the cinemas as well, which is really fucked up too. It was really yeah. bad. Yeah. He um, shot up the entire world in that one. That was really really bad. Um, but uh, I mean, it's good that like I know um diehard Mortal Kombat fans have been asking where Molina is. You know what? Not really impressed with her character design. I kind of like looked at it and I'm like, something feels really off about it. Like afterthought. Rain looks good. Rain, um, you know, was pretty impressed with like Rain's appearance. I really liked that. But I mean, yeah, it, it was the Rambo thing that really just like threw me off, and I was in a real what the fuck moment. So it was very strange. Like, um, I, I guess the the impressive thing is actually got Sylvester Stallone to voice him. <laughs> where obviously with the Terminator, they had Arnie's likeness, but had a, a voice impersonator do mm. Arnie's lines. Uh, but now we've got uh, Terminator, we've got Rambo, we've got RoboCop. I'm feeling we're going to get maybe like Van Damme, Universal Soldier or Kickboxer or something next. I'm feeling we're going big 80s yeah. action action characters, action films here. So I'm wondering sure. if we're going to get some Van Damme or maybe like a Wesley Snipes. Uh, that's that's where I'm putting my money. Like I'm pushing my chips in for, for the next combat pack. We're going to get somebody of that ilk. It's just so weird. Like, like Rambo, like, had a gun. Like, you know, like, he had weapons. Like, it just... He's got an M60. Throws me off, man. It's like, you, you have these outworldly, you know, magical, mystical creatures, and then you have Rambo with a fucking gun. I don't know. It's yeah. weird to me. It just really throws me off. Yeah. And the other thing that throws me off before we pivot to the next one is, obviously, Melina, spoilers, she got killed off in Mortal Kombat X. So... Mm. And and then the internet and the the fandom, apparently it was just people on forums and on the socials, you know, bring her back, you can't do this, blah blah blah, you know, internet hysteria and madness and anger, yeah, and um, yeah, Netherrealm caved to it ultimately, really, and said here she is, and yeah, Chronica can you know move the timeline around because you know she's the master of time, and so she brings it back that way. So yeah, righto, righto, but yeah, that's interesting, um, and uh. Another quick little banger, Young Horse's first person adventure game, Bug Snacks, uh, which still has the internet in all kinds of excitement. Like, I'm not on that train. Like, I love snacks and I love that there's burgers and all this kind of stuff, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just don't, I don't want to get onto this hype train that everyone else is just bug snacks, bug snacks, bug snacks. Maybe mm. I'm just trying to be the, you know, the opposite of that. I want to, I want to be the, the resistance in, in this discussion. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been confirmed that it's going to be. Uh, day one launch uh, for the for the uh, PlayStation Five. So uh, next next month, November the twelfth, you're going to be able to get Bug Snacks on both PS4 and PS5, and then obviously via uh, Epic Game Store for PC too. So uh, yeah, that's uh, was announced this week in a blog post, and they also broke down the 15 member voice cast. Uh, probably mm. the most notable member, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, uh, who we talked about just the other week. Recently, I'm putting in work and um, you know voicing uh, Spider-Man in the Insomniac 2018 title mm. is taking the lead there. But uh, yeah, Bug Snacks is going to be available uh, on at launch for PlayStation 5 and uh, PlayStation 4 owners. Yeah, I've always been a bit baffled by this. I've, a lot of people actually have said to me, this looks like your kind of game. And at first, like, when I saw the tra original trailer for it, I was pretty offended because it didn't look polished. Like, it really didn't look like a clean concept. But I I'm getting, like, um, uh, Viva Piñata vibes now from it. So I, I may that. 
I may try it just to see what it's all about. The voice cast is pretty damn impressive. We've got a lot of people from Persona in there and other like, you know, like franchises, gaming franchises that you've, you know, recognizable voices. I've got to say shout out to all the people who do voice work for the actual bug snacks and having to just say like really weird, like Pokemon kind of phrasing. This one that's called Banoopy, Scoopy Banoopy. And I adore him. It's, it's a Sunday. So, um, yeah, um, like it should be interesting to see how this one's received. I know that I personally have been seeing a lot of talk of it because of the network of people that I follow. Um, there is a strong focus in it. I mean, it had a really cute, catchy song. So, I mean, they've got all the right elements in there. So let's see how it goes. I I think it's going to sell units like exactly what you just said, like due to, the gaming personalities that are constantly propping it up like you look no further than like the the figureheads that kind of funny mm-hmm. you know, game over greggy is all about this game and like yeah okay cool but i don't understand why he's why he's all about it like i'm not talking down the game and the quality and, and what's going to be available on release from young horses here but yeah it just doesn't hook me right now it ain't no star wars squadrons that's for sure yeah it's definitely not that but we'll see we'll see yeah we will uh, something that uh, that did hook me for a while, uh, Black Widow's grapple hook actually was the thing that was doing most of the hooking, but uh, Avengers uh, dips below a 1,000 concurrent players on PC, causing matchmaking problems. So, uh, yeah, Avengers is currently in limbo with Crystal Dynamics seemingly pushing back a number of its roadmap objectives while simultaneously trying to fix what currently ails the game. Loot, loot, and more loot. Since players don't know exactly when fixes are coming, interest in the game appears to be tapering off at an increased pace, and that's starting to come with a few notable, noticeable issues for players that do remain. So under a thousand concurrence on on PC, like I was playing mm-hmm. on PlayStation Four, haven't played this game in maybe two weeks as well. So uh, yeah, my my appetite for this game has certainly subsided. Uh, yeah. you know, Jared and, and Jono are still probably playing this thing on the daily at the moment, getting on that grind. But it is, it is a very similar loop. And um, you know that this article that, that Forbes had regarding this even then started to go on and reference uh, similar issues to Anthem. So uh, hopefully, it doesn't follow that same type of path. Hopefully, it can sort of divert and get back on track. But. Uh, yeah. yeah it makes me sad because i enjoyed this game not not the greatest in the world but i really enjoy playing it especially with friends so hopefully they can sort out some of these issues and, and balance out some of the the loot drops and also maybe just expand on on the the missions you can do from the war table but uh yeah. we'll, we'll see because I, I want this game to survive i want this to be a a, a games of service like and and see success in year two and three and four and whatever like it like a destiny and destiny 2 has so that's that's my hope still yeah well i mean they're still waiting to release the was it kate bishop is it a dlc or just an engine general extension yeah still Um, still no additional characters you've still just got your six like you've got your base six and the kate the kate bishop thing was additional story right it was a new yeah yeah yeah, story so every every one of these new characters they're rolling out is going to come with its own little story arc i'm assuming it's going to follow similarly to what happens in the in the game itself with the six base characters where you have sort of like four missions i think you do that flesh out the story so you probably only get four little nuggets attached to kate bishop attached to spider-man so on and so forth but it's still going to be something but they need to get that out soon to get some interest back in this game because uh yeah people are falling off really quick 
it's definitely not the time to be losing a concurrent base. Like I, to be fair though, I guess a lot, a good chunk of people, like especially getting closer to November, there's going to be a lot of interest in major AAA games that are going to be released with alongside the new consoles. So maybe it would be smarter for them just to push back on any kind of new content, like going to all that effort and then just to lose people kind of instantly. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, a thousand players on Steam, uh, reports of 30 minute matchmaking times. So it's, it's not a positive experience. So I could see why the, you know, there's a bit of a downfall on player base. Yeah. If, if I had to wait for 30 minutes, I'd just be, yeah, I'd be putting that controller down or that keyboard down. But, um, you can still play all these missions just with an AI party. So you can still do yeah. the, the sort of, um, Avengers initiative stuff solo, but, that then comes with some of the AI being a little little lackluster at times. So uh, yeah, like I got I got knocked in a mission once, and Captain America was literally two meters away from me. And, and when you get knocked down in a mission, one of your squad mates sort of comes and stands beside you in like this little revive circle, stands yeah. there for a few seconds. You get picked up. I got knocked, and he was yeah two meters away from me, just standing <laughs> there shooting at a turret a million miles away, and just I died. Yeah, and then I restarted the mission. Similar situation happened again, got knocked, and it just, the timer killed me again. So is it true AI also could use some enhancements. With this game, it obviously locks you um, in the sense that you can't have multiple of the same characters in the party. Correct. Is that true? Correct. So that's yeah, also so. a disadvantage. So Yeah, and, and, and what goes with that too, like I, as I said, I haven't played it the last few weeks, but it's also saying they haven't done much patching. But um, there's certain areas in the game where you can only open them if you are a certain character, like you can do a heavy attack to smash a door or there's a there's a terminal where you can hack. So mm-hmm. if you don't have um, a Widow or an Iron Man, you can't do the hack. And if you don't have a Kamala or a Thor or Iron Man, you can't smash the door. So say if you've got uh, you know a couple of the other characters, you can get locked out of getting to certain um, like loot chests and things like that or certain little random side missions that you can knock out in two seconds time. So... Mm. Yeah, some some weird decisions there, but hopefully hopefully it picks up and yeah, they need to drop a couple of characters. If they brought in Kate Bishop and also this this like the Spider-Man thing makes too much sense. We've got Miles Morales coming out in a month's time, PlayStation exclusive. We've got the enhanced edition of PlayStation 4. Why wouldn't you just double down on Spider-Man and go and also he's available now like obviously it's a PS4 exclusive yeah, slash is- 5 <laughs> only for Spider-Man, but It'd get a little bit of hype back in this game again. Like the game's only been out a month or so, but to see these numbers, you need you need an injection of something. Yeah, I mean, like to reference Anthem, I don't even. I I feel like Anthem had a quicker downfall, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it was it was dead after like an hour. It felt like <laughs> <laughs> like um, gosh, I know okay. they're still retooling it and trying to press reset, and they'll have another crack at it. Yeah, and I hope it becomes what we initially were sold on way back in the day but yeah just just this short attention span society that we live in now where it's like okay that hotness is less hot there's some connection issues there's some weird gameplay loops this mechanic's broken i'm on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next thing so hopefully it doesn't get left behind because i I enjoy it and and i think hopefully long term there's some real good potential there uh speaking of uh getting left behind you're not happening so much with your playstation 4 library when you pick up your playstation 5 because they have detailed the backwards compatibility 
uh, for the next gen console. Uh, obviously, next month, we've said a few times now, November 12th, PlayStation 5 hits the stores, or at least some stores for pre orders. But uh, <laughs> they've, they've, they've confirmed that uh, 99% of the 4,000 plus games available on PlayStation 4 will be playable on PlayStation 5. And this was uh, outlined in a blog post on the PlayStation website uh, this past week. Uh, so yeah, 99%. Uh, so that at the moment, there's 10 games that are designated as incompatible. Uh, and, and the list of 10, no real heavy hitters on there, to be completely honest. Like there's a few VR games on there. Uh, you know, Afro Samurai 2 was on there. And then a few other games like Joe's Diner. I've never even heard of Joe's Diner or Shadwen. Um, so yeah, there's, there's 10, 10 games. I do apologize for anyone that maybe has these games in their collection and they're very upset that they're not going to be able to play it on their PlayStation 5. But mm. outside of that, it's, it's good to see PS5 having this kind of support and uh, connectivity to the, to the previous library because that's something that in a lot of previous gens and whatnot, they've, they've sort of just said, no, nah, that's that, we're done, we're on to the next one. So it's nice yeah. that they've sort of opened that up to a degree to, to try and combat uh, what the Xbox Series X and S is doing. Yeah. I mean, it's. I definitely think that um, backwards compatibility should be a key feature in all new-gen consoles. There is nothing but a disservice of them to completely cut off players by saying that, like... If you do not have the money to, you know, like build up your new library on a your new console, then that's on you. And granted, like a lot of people would say, well, then just keep your old console and play it on your own console. But like, I mean, we're in a, like an economic climate where some people have to trade in their console to maybe get the new one, you know? So like, it just, it just seems like it's more gamer friendly to just have this backward compatibility available on your consoles. So... Uh, I'm yeah. pretty impressed, actually, with them saying like 99% so far, they've only found just 10 titles that don't. Mm. Um, and like we kind of said, they're not, you know, we're, we're not seeing like the major triple A's or anything that would be immediately stand out where you would say, oh, that's bad that you can't play that kind of thing. So Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen any of these games running on a PlayStation 5 and they haven't really come out and said... Uh, they've been enhanced like that's one of the big xbox things obviously with backwards compatibilities yeah. they've got enhancements you know graphical upgrades and things so we don't know if it's just going to be a straight port or if there will be a little bit of uh, fluff added but yeah, as you said it's still awesome to see that nearly four thousand games are going to work on your playstation 5 so it's not going to shut out your old catalog and you know, deem what you had useless so uh, exactly. good on sony for that really good on sony for that uh the next one microsoft is bringing xcloud to ios via the web so uh, Microsoft is working on a direct browser-based solution to bring xCloud to iOS early next year. Sources familiar with Microsoft's plans tell The Verge that the company has been developing a web version of xCloud to run on iOS and, pad and iPad iOS devices alongside continuing its work on an app that hopes it will eventually run on Apple's platform. So uh, obviously the the back end story of this is uh yeah Apple Apple sort of put the uh, the big the big uh, red cross through uh, XCloud's plans and, and didn't allow them access to have have the app version on their store yeah. uh, due to due to you know privacy questions and also controlling the data and whatever else and you know Apple is doing Apple things really so Microsoft are trying to think out of the box and, and have sort of a, a browser based streaming solution. Xbox, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Really missed out. Yeah, um, I think it's a clever way um, going through web-based, you know, 
accessibility. I, I mean, you've got to find a way around it. And I appreciate that Microsoft just kind of went, okay, we'll find a solution to this. Um, has is xCloud been available for Android users now for some time? Yes. Yep. Yeah. For quite a while. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, us iPhone users are really missing out, um, especially with how uh, Microsoft and just Xbox making um, games accessibility, Game Pass and all that sort of stuff and then bundling everything all up together and just making, you know, accessing a large library of games just more and more accessible. Um, it, it does seem like a missed opportunity for Apple iPhone people. So I'm glad that they're finding ways around, but I also like that they've kind of said, we're still trying to create an app. We're still trying. Yeah. Like old, old Philly Spencer said during, during one of the, the Microsoft teams meetings, like he said, we absolutely will end up on iOS. So, uh, you know, it's not like we'll see what happens or we're still working on it. Like uh, Microsoft and the money and the focus they're putting on xCloud. Yeah. It makes no sense for them to give up on, on, on the the Apple service because the vast majority of, of phone and tablet users are using the the iPhone and the iPad, so you're losing a huge potential piece of market by just throwing your hands up and going, "Yep, yeah, well, stick it up your ass, Apple. Your T's and C's are too much." So I'm happy to see them still trying to work in with one another to to make this happen. Sadly, not available in Australia because our network infrastructure sucks. But at least like America and parts of Europe and Canada and stuff like that are going to get a taste or are getting a taste of xCloud. So uh, happy for you all. Yeah. It seems good from the people from like Android devices that have used it. A lot of people um, having uh, uh, like Xbox compatible designed controllers connecting to their like phones and whatever and just carrying that with them. It looks pretty good. And I mean, our phones are getting to a stage now that screen... Um, and like just like clarity of screen and everything like that it's looking like you know pretty solid gameplay i don't know mm-hmm. what kind of like there would be specific games that you just could not play on a phone right ipad yeah. yes but well you know like a tablet device it's 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 always just going to come down to what bandwidth you got available really like the higher fidelity games are going to chew more data so as long as you've got that a too. A healthy yeah. connection and then also a healthy battery like you, you're going to have your phone or your tablet preferably probably connected to mains power because this thing's going to suck your battery life like there's no one's business yeah. like streaming trying to stream 4k or you know even like 1440p or whatever whatever max res you can you can get this service at it's going to be real thirsty on that phone rough especially if you're playing audio through it too which is going to drain even more you've got a, a controller connected via bluetooth going to drain even more so uh yeah, get a get a portable charger or some mains power at hand as well, just to be safe. All right, let's get into this. New releases and events. We've got a lot of games coming out this week. Um, two I wanted to highlight. Second Extinction comes out on PC on October 13 slash 14. That was that game that was announced maybe around this time last year, where it was, or maybe it was just the start of this year, where it was um sort of like Turok looking where like these mutant dinosaurs are running around and you're in a squad of four and you've got to kill your way through and survive waves of dinosaurs. Remember that one? I think so. I think I do remember that one. Yeah, maybe it was the start of this year, but it's it's uh, creeping onto PC on October 13th. So I'm going to try and get my hands on that. And then the other one I wanted to highlight is uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit makes its way to the Nintendo Switch on October 16 slash 17, depending on where you are in the world. So uh, there too, I wanted to mention. Anything else on this list? Uh, raise your eyebrow or anything maybe else coming out in broader media this week that you want to wanted to touch on? Actually, I want to give a mention, uh, Raji, an ancient epic. That one was um, 
mentioned, I believe, like it was either one of the indie events or one of the maybe the wholesome events, but um, it was a really beautiful designed game and it would normally not have my attention, but based on like the the trailer that we saw and also oh, some of the yeah. details behind the actual game, it just it looks like a really beautiful designed game. And I believe it's from a team that's in India. So there'll be a lot of like Indians like story and influence as well. So it looked like a really beautiful game. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. yeah. Really pretty. Yeah. Nice little action adventure. Yeah. So it's Raji, mm. an ancient epic. Yeah, so um, yeah, making its way. So it dropped on the Switch as a timed exclusive on the yeah. 18th of August and now it's hitting the other mainstream platforms this coming week. So uh, yeah, it's cool. Looks nice. Yeah. Looks real nice. But uh, outside of that, um, another game I didn't even know existed, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout is coming out this week. Uh, I can only imagine how bad that's going to be. But uh, <laughs> You know there's a YouTube channel that just plays G.I. Joe 24-7? Oh, I need to get in on that. The OG G.I. Joe cartoon was so good. I, I was I, all about I it as a kid. I didn't know that the wrestler, um, Sergeant Slaughter, is that his name? Yeah, based I, off him. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Large, <laughs> large like Sarge was what his name was sort of in um, in G.I. Joe. But yeah, the, the look is ripped straight out of G.I. Joe. Yeah. 110%. The hat, the glasses. sounds like him too. Yeah, I wonder if he does voice. I don't know. I thought like maybe the wrestler came and then they put him in G.I. Joe. Mm. either way like i'll oh, just full disclosure i never watched gi joe as a kid so this is me experiencing gi joe as an adult although i did watch all those like those funny gi joe like skits oh like the gi jose and all that all the, no, all the spin-offs no it's the other ones where it's like pork chop sandwiches a lot of people will know what i'm talking about but it's someone that dubbed over old like gi joe psas and they're just great so yeah Am I experiencing yes. with old cartoons? <laughs> yeah, I was talking last night to Benny and Dane about um, the X-Men animated series, mm. uh, which is available. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney+. Plus. They're, they're pitching strongly to try and uh, get a sixth season done. So really? I've got my fingers crossed that they can go back and uh, continue that because it's still one of the best, the best cartoons and even like mature cartoons, you could say, uh, from, from the, the comic universe. I think it was so well done. Yeah, Someone I can guarantee now 80% of our listeners have the theme song going through their head right now. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Yeah, so good. All right, you know what else is good? Sweet of the week. And I grabbed this one from at Sucker Punch Prod, uh, which uh, their, their title is currently Ghost of Shishima, obviously. And uh, this just ties into an upcoming release. So starting on October 16th with Ghost of Tsushima version 1.1, you can equip the charm of canine recruitment in New Game Plus to pet dogs and turn them into allies. You can also pet the spirit dogs in Ghost of Tsushima Legends as Aww. well. Oh no! I thought you'd like this. But that means they're dead. Yeah, yeah. And and one thing I was I was questioning about this too was petting these dogs or, or the foxes or whatever else and then you turn them into allies, does that mean they can die? Like, Because they're going to fight for you. Does that mean the Mongols can the then dead? kill these dogs? I mean, so it's like, ugh. I guess ugh, they're just nice ghost, to pat. I guess they're ghost dogs, so they just maybe they just disperse. They don't die. They just Yeah, they just sort of fade out. Yeah. But what about the real-life doggos? Because you can pat and recruit real-life doggos. So I'm wondering... Oh, really? If they can be uh, attacked and killed by the Mongols. If so, oh, that's no. going to be a whole nother can of worms that uh, we don't want to get involved in. No. 
Ali doesn't play games where you can kill dogs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima with uh, patch 1.1. And that also um, comes with the four-player co-op Ghost of Tsushima Legends. So that is uh, also included in uh, this patch 1.1. So you can jump on with three mates and go through like little mini raids and challenges and what have you. So uh, yeah, free free for, for all owners of Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, good on Sucker Punch for that. And I'm keen to actually try some legends. I love this charm of canine recruitment idea, but I'll just pat some dogs. I don't need to get them to fight for me. I'm a, I'm a solo assassin. You know, yeah. I don't want to get any animals hurt. Yeah, protect them. All right. And the last part of the pod. You've got mail. And I wanted to pose this question to you and also uh, members of the 8-Bit Nation. And uh, the question I've put together here, with this week's announcement of yet another Resident Evil big screen slash small screen spinoff, I wanted to get a temperature check from you all about what's happening. So are you excited for the film reboot? What's your thoughts on the casting announcements to date? Where do you stand on this? Like, uh, did you want to lead off or do you want me to sort of go on my Resident Evil-based rant? How about I start off because I actually don't have any like horse in the race. Like as a lot of people found out, I did. I don't play a lot of Resident Evil. I only really played the fourth one, um, mm-hmm. which is, wasn't bad. Which is still great. Really still one of the it. better Resident Evil games. Yeah. Um. So uh, and then obviously playing was it Resident Evil Two? Is the one that I played the remaster. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Fucking hose. Um. So. No, sorry. You played Resident Evil Three. You played Nemesis. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that one. Either way, hose. Um, <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but um, in regards to like the like movie TV franchise kind of thing, I mean, I've watched the original Resident Evil movies, which obviously follow don't really follow much of the game franchise. I don't mind the first two movies. <laughs> They're not bad. <laughs> But no. I guess I, I don't have the context of the game, so I didn't really have anything to base and be like, this isn't like the game. I was just like, hmm, this is gory. This is pretty cool. Um, So I don't have that. In regards to now, like, you know, it seems to be a rehash of the, like, origins. So a lot of OG characters. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it was more the recent one, like the, um, is it Seven? Seven, yeah. The one that, that that one seemed pretty cool, pretty spooky. Like I like that they had the ghost hunters at the start, mm-hmm. so they had that kind of connection. But yeah, just in general, don't really care. Yeah, breaking my heart here. So um, I first and foremost the 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 original Resident Evil movies. The first one tried to do some stuff from the games, and then just went weird and went fuck it let's just make an action series with Mila Jovovich and why not whatever else you know they're they're, they're they are what they are uh but they made what seven or eight of them yeah. you know, they were making money you know they were money spinners so you can't fault them for for just Someone's going back to that same shit filled well but um <laughs> yeah this movie I'm excited for this because they've said this is obviously a reboot of that like they're trying to restart the the film franchise again and this is the origin story so where we're talking about what happened in 1998 in Raccoon City. So uh, it's going to be probably focused around the mansion, but also mixing in what happened um, sort of leading up to that with Resident Evil 2 as well, because we're, we've got not only uh, your Chris and your, um, your Jill and whatnot, but you are also got Leon and, and Claire Redfield and things like that. So you're merging the main characters from the first two games into this movie. 
the casting isn't too bad. Like um, they've they've, they've cast Caius uh, Scodelario, who uh, was in Maze Runner. She was in Skins, and she was also in Crawl, that uh, alligator survival mm-hmm. movie that came out last year. Hannah John Carmen, who uh, was in Ant Man and the Wasp, and she was also in um. God, what was that TV show? It was a sci-fi TV show about like bounty hunters. Anyway, it's it's a pretty good fun show. Um, she plays Jill Valentine. Robbie Amell, uh, who is was recently in Upload, is playing as Chris Redfield. Tom Hopper, who obviously plays uh, the big giant hybrid gorilla Number man one. from the Umbrella Academy. Yep. He plays as Albert Wesker. Avan mm-hmm. uh, Jojia uh, is playing as Leon S. Kennedy. And Neil McDonough. Uh, from most recently Yellowstone, as well as a ton of other movies and TV shows, he plays William Birkin. So uh, he played bison. the cast looks okay. Was that? <laughs> so he, he plays. Was that that last actor who played Bison in the Street Fighter movie? It's so confusing. He's got blonde hair. Sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, um... I looked at the cast, and then I had to obviously look at the character references because <laughs> I didn't. I don't know the names by the appearances. I, like, actually, I like. I know who obviously Jill and Leon are. Um, they really. I don't know. They took an interesting turn in regards to some of the casting. Um, I would say maybe with Jill um, yeah. and Leon. Um, yeah, they've gone like the the guy that's tapped to play Leon. He looks like he's sort of maybe got a bit of bit of sort of Spanish blood in him, and and same as as Hannah John Carmen. Like Jill, Jill and Leon are typically just white vanilla Caucasians in the game and they've sort of spun that around a little bit, which I like, but I can see some likeness in their faces still with what they're going to try and do with these characters. Because, like, like a part of me just goes by my shitty, like, association of the game, whereas, like, if you put a bunch of characters in front of me and you said, name the ones that are from Resident Evil, like, even without playing, I know who Leon and Jill are based on their appearance. So for me, they're like, they're the most iconic characters. So I feel like those were the two that you would nail, like just like for likeness. But I mean, like in the same sense, like they've obviously gone down a really like, you know, creative direction. They found the best players to play the right characters. And I'm sure in this day and age, everyone can make it work. So if the acting's there, then it doesn't really matter. I had to also look at who Albert Wesker was. Wesker is, yep. And then I see that he's this, like, tall, intimidating, you know, character. So I'm like, okay, I guess I understand why Tom Hopper is playing him as well. So Yeah. he's He's been, like, one of the main constant big bads through all of Resident Evil just about. So, uh, yeah. And he's, been, he's betrayed in the movies very poorly uh, in the original movies. But I think Tom Hopper will... will fit that role pretty well because yeah, he's a very imposing figure like he's a he's a big man so he's a okay, very big man tom's british you said the character playing jill is british yep so okay i'm just wondering like are the are the characters going to be british or are they going to go american Nah, i think they'll go american um, yeah i think they'll americanize all the accents and things um but it sounds interesting like johannes roberts who is the director and writer for the film uh, the quote he sort of says, I really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying visceral experience I had when I first played them whilst at the same time telling a grounded human story about a small dying American town that feels both relatable and relevant to today's audiences. So oh, okay. I'm hoping it really doubles down on that sense of claustrophobia and survival and gore and like a good, good like traditional zombie horror film I want. Like instead of just 
balls to the wall action like the Resident Evil movies just went down that path. I want it to be more suffocating and lurking horror and shit's going to get you at any turn. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just the the zombie the just the zombie kind of like franchise in general doesn't really irk me too much. It's usually more of a grossness than a fear. Like this, I don't find it scary. Um so I, I really just hope it, it gives me faith also that this person's actually played the game and they, they've yeah. experienced the game. So hopefully they will be able to translate it really well into like, you know, the big screen, small screen, whatever. Um, but yeah, I want it to be like, I want it to be a horror. I want it to yeah. be like a scary thriller horror thing. I don't want like, like you said, like an action shots or anything like that, but I don't want walking dead, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't want like, Paul W.S. Anderson, who did all the original films, I bet he's probably played collectively 10 minutes of the games. You know, like judging by what made it to the screen, like it's so far removed from the games itself. So if we can get some really tense horror, like let's go back to, you know, George Romero's zombie films and stuff like that. Let's like play with some of those types of uh, like high stake situations and whatnot and, you shouldn't all have infinite ammunition and guns and just be able to mow everything down. Like it should be a real, real tense survival film with with horror and gore and and yeah. Just I, I'm hoping it's done right. And like reading some of the transcripts from from Johannes Roberts and things like that, it sounds like it's gonna be very true to those first two games. Yeah, I hope. Uh, but like on the back of that, obviously we've got uh, the the Resident Evil Netflix. Uh, series which is in development uh, focusing on Wesker's children which is still occurring they've also just announced um, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness which is another CGI animated film Mm -hmm. in the Resident Evil universe coming to Netflix as well and then obviously we've got this so uh, the world is certainly horny for some more Resident Evil and and I most certainly am but um, I just hope it's done right and apparently this movie is going to be out next year so doubtful uh, <laughs> yeah very doubtful like they've just like unless they've been sort of filming on the quiet for a little while I don't mm. know how they're going to get this movie shot edited um, you know, all, the, all the necessary work done in post and have it out next year especially with COVID and yeah, everything else so yeah I'm, I'd be excited if it was but yeah I mean maybe like 2021 I, like I said I'm I don't have an invested interest in Resident Evil. Let's just hope it just turns out to be a really cool, scary, you know, you know, movie or whatever and it makes me a new fan. It makes me appreciate the games and maybe actually go back to them. It's just a shame that the one game that I really enjoy they're probably never going to really you know, unless this one does well. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Like if it does well, no doubt they want to do this to spawn another like series of movies after that so they could then look at trying to do three next and then four because four is a great story and it's so different to what you experience in the first three resident evil games like the uroboros plague and being in this this rando location in europe and the -hmm. gameplay is so different and the characters and the enemies and so you could mix that up a little bit uh with with future films uh, which i think will probably happen because if it's anything like the the hunger that came off the back of those shitty Paul W.S. Anderson movies, people will flock to see these movies. So I hope that's the case, you know, touch wood. Yeah, I I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, I just realized like how this is really viewed from your standpoint. Like it's something that you love so much and you've already witnessed it in your mind really go down the shitter and not stay faithful to the 
you know, original concept, but like it succeeded. Like, you know, if, if for whatever reason, if you liked it, at least you got like a whole bunch of, you know, movies. But hopefully this time around, they do write by you, they do write by the fans, and yeah. they get some new fans on board as well. So let's, yeah. let's hope. Sadly, when you get to our age, Miss Hart, you get used to being disappointed. So uh, I'm uh, yep. going into this with an open mind, a hopeful heart as well. But uh, we'll see. I like the casting. I like what the director and the writer saying. I like that they're just focusing on the first two games. And yeah, if we get some good traditional horror movie gore zombies, seeing some liquors and things like that, like. I can't wait. Like, if it's done well, this could be some real nightmare fuel shit. So, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. So, yeah, please, please don't break my heart again, uh, Resident Evil media. But those animated films, if anyone hasn't watched them, like Resident Evil Degeneration and the other one that's name escapes me, hunt them down. They're really, really freaking good. So, I can't wait for um, this, this other uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness that drops, uh, I think, next year as well. So on Netflix. So hunt them down if you haven't already, because that's that's good Resident Evil film right there. Even though it is CGI, it's still really, really, really well done. But yeah, this is uh, episode two one four of the Hunger Gamers coming to a close. Anything else you want to say before we maybe get on out of here for another week? I want to give a shout out to the um, male actors who are really like harnessing their. Uh you know, sexy side and fashion side. Um, I had a viral tweet of uh, Nicolas Cage wearing a stunning pink uh, jacket uh, went a little the bit angel viral. wings on the back. Angel wings, like a little poodle and other things going on it. He just looks amazing. And currently going viral is Jeff Goldblum uh, reenacting his famous laying down pose with his open black shirt and everything, looking great. So, you know, age is but a number. It doesn't mean shit. 100% and um, I, I mirror that exact sentiment ages but a number and yeah we, we don't deserve people like Nicolas Cage and Jeff Goldblum they are just really global treasures they really don't oh god I love I Nicolas them. Cage I love them I loved also completely unrelated but all the uh, the if we don't get uh, Jeff Goldblum to to play the fly on um, Mike Pence's head in, oh, in you know spin-offs and things um, that really cracked me up like uh, these debates my god it is it is messy but the the fly memes and all that chatter that came off the back of that instantly uh was hilarious to me yeah it's yeah shit i can't yeah. even make jokes about it anymore i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay Alrighty, let's uh let's get on out of here. Obviously, follow us all as a collective at We Are Eight Bit. Uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us all on the podcast channels. But until next time, Eight Bit Nation, much love and stay hungry. You've been listening to the Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the Eight Bit Collective over on eightbit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Red Wing Shazza, stand by. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>